Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by CantonRep.com. I'm Cliff Hickman, and we're back with Peter Holland, Jr. Peter, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Cliff? Oh, I'm good. I'm sorry we missed you guys last week. Uh, funny story. I won't get into a bunch of details, but I had my third concussion of the year, and that kind of... Uh, Knock the podcasting schedule off track and the football schedule off track and all sorts of fun things, but glad to be out of a dark room and back to talking football with you, Peter. He's Cliff. Are you playing football? Were you, were you knocking <laughs> some hands or something? Yeah, I think Chris Bevan is going to fit me with a helmet uh, going forward, so I'm not missing any more time during football season, which uh-huh. is definitely not what you want to be doing. That's, I'm hoping. I'm just hoping that you're not getting caught with targeting calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging in there. Every although the fog is cleared and we're ready to talk football, and we got some great games this week, Peter. I think the one with the most intrigue I'm looking at at the top of my head: uh, McKinley at Lake. Lake undefeated. McKinley playing great football. They've won two games in a row. What are your thoughts on this one, Peter? Yeah, I think this might be the most exciting one in Stark County. Um, because yeah, like you said, like you mentioned, um, McKinley on a roll winning back to back, back to back games and Lake obviously undefeated. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I think this game could go either way. I'm, am really liking this momentum with Cam McKinley, especially with the addition of Nino, Nino Hill who has been electrifying these past few games since he became eligible. So he obviously make a major difference. So it would not surprise me if he will be the difference maker Friday night and the rest of the season. So expect, ex- even if they win or lose, expect another solid run um, be- between now and until they play Maslin. I got a look at Nino Hill two weeks ago when they defeated Green, and boy, was he impressive. And even more impressive, I don't think that's his natural position. It's something that uh, McKinley tried out of need, and it has worked, to say the least. He's just absolutely electrifying, like you said. I was also really, really uh, pleased with Keaton Rohde there at quarterback. He did a terrific job of managing the offense and making good decisions and not forcing throws. So I I think they've really started to find that identity with the emergence of Nino Hill, and they've really come together. They've always had talent, and like you said, I think this could be a really close game as well. I love Lake, too. They're quarterbacks. I love both of them. You have a great ground combo with Matt Solberger when Will Butler's in there at quarterback, and they can do all sorts of things. I know Ty Miller's working back into the mix for Lake. He started to uh, play again last week after missing the first five games because of a stress fracture. So that's a, that's a guy that could play a factor as well coming back in. So certainly just a great game on so many levels and so many storylines to watch for. I'm pretty sure this is probably going to come down to who runs the football more just based on 
based on these two teams, because both of them run the football very well. That's always been McKinley's strength, that they're very effective when running the football. That's how they remove the change. And then you look at Lake, um, they're with my Matthew Saulberger, Matt Saulberger. Do you see how they can him and Will Butt combined for 876 yards alone on the ground. So they can – so you're talking about two run-heavy teams, and it's going to come down to who's going to run the football better and which defense is going to be able to stop the run. <laughs> and another factor is the special teams, Peter. McKinley's return men are extremely dangerous. You got Dalen Shelton. And then they, they have other players back there that can do some really special things. So you really got to watch where you're kicking the ball and where you're punting the ball against McKinley as well. Oh yeah. Just that's something that of course you wouldn't expect. You would definitely expect when McKinley, they still got talent. They still got athletes. They can make plays all over the field. It's, it's just these first four games, we, never know who this team was or what was their identity. It's unfortunate that for, that it, they had to start the year 0-4, but I think this win could really be a, a major momentum change for for um, McKinley. We'll see if they were able to finish 500 or at least make a run between now and the uh, by the end of the season. Yeah, I think this is the time traditionally they've started to play well, and certainly that seems to be the uh, trend again this year, but not the only game on a on a pretty nice schedule for Week 7. We've got Canton South at Fairless. I'm really intrigued by this one. Both of these teams have very explosive offenses. Carson Colucci at quarterback for Fairless. Of course, Pucci Snyder over there at quarterback for Canton South. Um, there could be a lot of points. This could be a hard one to track with all the scoring that goes on, Peter. Um, first, we got to get a shout out to our guy, um, Mike Popovich for, for um, that feature on Poochie Snyder. Uh, we know that he was, we know that somehow he's going to break the, he was going to be a record breaking quarterback, but who knows will be this soon. So. So um, that was definitely a no surprise there. I definitely like to see the quarterback matches. We're talking about two top, two of our top quarterbacks in our county, Poochie Steiner on one end and Carson Colucci on the other. So and we're definitely going to see some explosive game. And Ken South, they've been through a lot of shootouts. So this is nothing that they're not accustomed to. And then you got Fairless, who's coming off a, a tough loss to um, CVCA. Um, so... <laughs> This is definitely a statement bounce back game for Fairless while Can South. Um another another tough another tough opponent where it might come down to another shootout. Yes, and it's a game that could have some big implications in the Pac seven depending on what happens in another game. C V C A who is three and zero in the Pac seven. They have to travel to Northwest, who is two and one in the Pac-7, and Northwest is no pushover. They have a tremendous offensive line. Running back Kyler Miraglia is uh, really starting to find his groove. Chase Badger, the young sophomore quarterback, there has uh, completed 62% of his passes and has really played well for such a young player. 
So that's a game that I think a lot of people are going to have an eye on. Now the question is, can they stop the run? Kyle Snyder is on track for 2,000 yards for CBCA, Peter. Wow. That's, that's impressive. So this could that definitely will be another game worth watching, of course. Um, for Northwest, I think I don't know if you already mentioned already, but um, they got a pretty good running back themselves. Um, what's his name? Uh, Kyler Mur- Kyler Mur- Kyler Miraglia. Yeah, yeah, he is uh, definitely yeah the between the tackles runner. He is not a guy that's going <laughs> to do anything fancy. He's coming straight at you. Yeah, so he's no. He's not a pushover himself. I mean, he, he put out what? He rushed for, like, what? A season? 255 last week, yeah. Three touchdowns. So, like, not, a, not yeah, too, he's really finding his groove. Yeah, definitely one of the top running backs there. So, we're def- this is going to be another game where it's going to come down to who run the football more. And then another game I'm really interested in. This is the Eastern Buckeye Conference. Alliance at Carrollton. Alliance has won five straight games since losing to Lake. They travel to Carrollton. Of course, you know all the weapons Alliance have. Brendan Zerbrug, he's having a great season. He's thrown for over a 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns. He's run for almost 500 yards. Then you have Caden Davis. He's at 860 yards rushing already. And then you look the other way at Carrollton. Everything is kind of built around Chase Olstrom, the running back there. He has 1,079 yards and 13 touchdowns already. He is closing in on 5,000 rushing yards for his career, Peter. He's got 4,603 coming into this game. So probably if he is able to do what he's been doing, he's probably two to three games away from hitting that mark, and that's just really impressive for a high school player. That, that is definitely a major accomplishment for Chase Olstrom, but Alliance defense are not going to make it easier. Alliance defense are stout, they're athletic, and they're fast. So they're going. They're not going to make it easy for Carol Tins on um, Chase Olstrom. He's going to have to earn every those yards, just like he has been all year. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really terrific game. Alliance uh, has played Salem in the Eastern Buckeye Conference, so they they faced a pretty high powered offense already, and, and uh, found a way to come out on top there. So it's uh, that's going to be a great game, and then just. Looking at some of the other stuff in the area, I think Glen Oak at Jackson, that's a really interesting game, Peter. You got two teams that have played difficult schedules in the Federal League, Glen Oak, uh, having some adjustments there at uh, quarterback Cole Anderson got the start last week with Adrian Burt out because of a team suspension. Burt is back this week. But they could elect to use him in a different role and keep things going with Cole Anderson. The Polar Bears are also looking at some quarterback situations there. Uh, they've got uh, Joe Latourulo there. And freshman quarterback Lucas Eckerman is also uh, working into the mix. So that's kind of a game that I, I think is going to be really fun to keep an eye on. I've never seen this kind of quarterback dilemma from both teams. Uh, that is definitely definitely something there to keep an eye on on Friday night. Um, like you said, both teams have been challenged. 
their both teams are way better than what their record shows. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen there. Um, Jackson is a well coached team um, with um, Jay Roar. Even at three to three, that's definitely um, um, something that maybe not exactly where they need to be, but just from the games that they went against, they're glad to be where they're at. Where in Glen Oak, they're just starting to. They're just coming off of. Um, they were just coming off of dealing with a lot of tough games themselves, including a lot, including a loss to. Um, no, they actually come from a win against Green. That was actually really, that was really impressive. So we know what this Glenno team is capable of. They can go toe to toe to any team in their schedule. So and obviously, you can't go wrong with another good running back. We got a lot of running backs in Stark County, by the way. Avante. Oh, we do. Avante. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Avante Burt has continue to be electrifying for Glenn Oak. And once you get him going, you get Glenn Oak going. Yeah, I think Scott Garcia for Glenn Oak has done a, a great job. He's always been a great head coach, and he's done a great job of getting the, the program moving in a positive direction in just a couple of years in his second stint with the team. And you mentioned good running backs. How about another one, Peter? You're talking about North Canton Hoover at Perry. You're looking at DeAndre Church in that Federal League game. He's got 858 yards rushing. He's got 16 rushing touchdowns. He's one of those guys, if you miss him, he might be gone because he's a blur in the open field. Absolutely, man. The, the offense is built around DeAndre Church, so they're he's going to continue to get his touches. I'm really interested to see how North Kansas Hoover um, – Hoover defense, how they're going to respond against Perry's in their wing team offense. Yeah, and Hoover, they've got Luke Roach at running back. He's uh he's got five hundred and sixteen yards rushing and he's averaging four point seven yards a carry. So certainly no slouch himself. Uh that's gonna be I think a that's always a great traditional federal league game there. That's uh Going to be a, a really, I think, could be another one of those tight contests that go down to the wire. Absolutely. We'll see. And I think that about wraps it up. That's a look at the top games in the area for uh, Week 7. Peter, do you have any closing thoughts on this one? Well, we 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 do forgot about one particular game, which I'll be on Friday. Um, Maslin is playing their first out-of-state team against Middleton in Delaware. Um, Maslin has got a – Maslin um, have a huge momentum on their heads right now, um, winning five straight, two, impre- two back-to-back impressive wins, taking down St. Edwards a couple weeks ago, and then Fitch the following week. Uh, this this Maslin team is rolling, and just in time, too, to go against the two out-of-state teams for the next couple of weeks. They got um, what, uh, Middleton, Middletown this week, and then Canister, a team in Buffalo, New York, the following week. And then they finish it off with McKinley. So this is definitely going to be um, – this will definitely be another good test for Maslin to see where they add on a national scale. Yeah, these games are always interesting because with the out-of-state teams, you never know quite what to expect coming in. There's not a lot of common opponents and not a lot of ways to scout them uh, uh, as opposed to just watching film, basically. Absolutely. You know, something like this, 
you have to prepare for. But the thing about with Maslin is they you they have proven of they can win in different ways. You know, they can win they can win on the ground with Wiltrell Hartson, who who was phenomenal um last week when he rushed for two hundred and seventy four yards and forty carries. Or they can beat you through the air with the connection of um Jalen Slaughter and Ardell Banks. They will find ways and um they're very strong defensively as well. Just gotta remain consistent and remain poised. Um you expect a expect them to finish strong uh between now and going into postseason. This is this is what you want to see from Maslin as they get into um playoff mode with three more games left. Absolutely. So that's a great way to close this one out, Peter. Uh, I'm sure you're looking at a great game this week. A lot of stuff to keep an eye on there and we'll have all the all the highlights and everything for you up on cantonrep.com, so be sure to check back. Check the live scoreboard on Friday night. That thing is updated constantly, and we'll have, of course, all the stories late Friday going into Saturday morning and everything you need to know there. And, of course, we have the podcast, and we will be back with you very soon. But it's great to have you here, Peter. Yeah, looking forward to going or two for the remaining of the game, remaining of the season, man. Three more games left. And Cliff, stay away on the field. Do not get any more concussions. We need you, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to avoid any further head injuries. I don't know if I could take another one. I might lose my sanity. That's a good way <laughs> to end this one. That'll do it for the Week 7 preview here on the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by CantRep.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for hanging with us, and we will talk to you again soon.